What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back. Long, uh, how can we say it? Long break of an episode, you could say? Oh, yeah. A lot to talk about. And as soon as you get done with the intro, I got a special guest coming on just because it's it's been a while. Oh, God. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of Dusty Dimes. So today we have apparently a special guest, but we do have a current professional player that's going to be joining us. Joe, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name just like everyone else's. But it's gonna be Joe Gambardella. Can you say it for me? I always I, it's it it's it's Joe Gambardella. He's from yeah. the Edmonton Oilers NHL. He plays NHL AHL right now. But guy's a stud. I'm fucking Edwin, right? All right, just leave me alone. Just a stud. Can't even fucking read correctly. Anyway, so yeah, we have a special guest Joe with us, and uh, another special guest. I just sent I just sent the invite, and you're, you'll appreciate it when you see him pop on the screen. If it's King Allentown, I it's not. It's not. It's better than King of Allentown, my friend. Allen. Nope. Better really? than Allen. Better than Allen. Better than Allen. Absolutely. Oh man. Is, is he is he a he he is okay. not ladies and gentlemen, Scott Holtzman. What's Holy up, boys? Fuck. Scotty. <laughs> Yo, let me just say this right now. I would never want to piss you off ever in my entire life. The what you did to that guy's eye off of one punch. Holy fuck. That wasn't a punch, man. That was a missile. Bro, that came in so hot. When I saw that on TV, I was like, oh my. I felt it through the TV. So much to ask you after this. So, how's recovery for you right now? As hard as that. Can't really hear you. What did you say, Scott? Sorry. I don't know if I've ever hit anybody as hard as that. I felt all my knuckles on his face. Bro, oh, it, it was it was pretty intense. It, it was – you hit him that hard and Landon jumped out of his seat. I've never seen a kid jump so high in my life. Bro, <laughs> you know what, though? It was just awesome to see you bringing your son, like, into the ring afterwards and just, you know, it was all for the family. That that was something, man, that, like, yeah, that's nothing but respect for that. Uh, for Especially for a guy just to – go into a ring and just take punch after punch or even kick after a kick and just, you know, you're a warrior, man. Straight up, you're a warrior. So I give you nothing but respect. I appreciate it. Um, You know, it's not always the best best, uh, reputation, you know. You usually like to just not be hit at all. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So, but it's all good. I guess my next question would be for you is, in preparation to the fight, how long of training did you have to go through before fight time? Um, Say that again. Sorry, the thing's cutting in and out. Yeah, welcome to Anchor, Scott. It's our issue. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, before an actual fight, how long does it prepare you for for training-wise? How long does it take you before an actual fight time? Uh, Months and... Okay. Yeah. Those, well, I know, 15... I know now. Let me, I, I don't want to interrupt you, Scott, but you, I, I saw a clip on you that you, you train closer to home this time, correct? Yeah. Yeah. This time. Um, now, is that just because you miss family, or is it just more convenient? A little bit of both. Yeah, a little bit of both. I, I tried to. It was good because I was able. Charlotte's only three and a half hours from my house, so. I was able to go home on the weekends and see the baby. So, and then if, you know, if anything happened, 
you know, I was only three and a half hours from home, so I could always jet home real quick. So, uh, you know, worked out real good for me. And, you know, being at a smaller training camp, you can kind of tailor training a little bit too. So, um, you know, it worked out, kept my morale really high. And my coach in Charlotte's one of the best in the world too, I think. So, now, uh, did you have to change your training at all um, coming into this fight? I don't think you heard your mic. Oh, okay. Thanks, Anchor. Uh, yeah, so I guess, did you have to train uh, any of your training um, coming into this fight at all? No, no, not at all. Just same training. Just worked on certain combinations. I mean, that punch that I hurt his eye with is just – we kind of worked on that the entire training camp, so that was kind of planned. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't an accidental shot. Trick up pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, man, that was just such a good fight to watch. And on top of that, it's just you looked like a goddamn beast coming out. So. Yeah, man. I wish they would fucking give me a bonus. They keep. They keep. Uh, <laughs> they keep screwing me on that, man. They gave the girls a bonus again, and. You know, I'm not sexist or anything, but an exciting fight is an exciting fight, and that wasn't that exciting. I tell you, Scott, not just because I know you, you're a buddy of mine. Like that, your fight was probably the most intense fight of the night. Like, yeah, out of every out of everyone, to be honest, the, you had the crowd going, and you know, when you get you look at your opponent, and you're like, let's go. Yep. Like it just gets the crowd even pumped up more. And, oh, dude, they were know, loving told, it. I, I told you when I looked over at Jimmy and Gino and they were just like, I, we were like, let's fucking go. We wanted to fight in the ring. With you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. The, yeah. The crowd got loud a couple times. I was like, holy shit. This is getting yeah. loud. I couldn't hear anything, but I know my, and my wife, my wife texted me when you went for the turnaround, like elbow, she was like, Oh my God, Scott's looking for the knockout there. I <laughs> wish you connected with that. one. <laughs> oh, I know. He he just barely got out of the way of that. I think my yeah. I think I ran my elbow into the fence. I got like a little scrape on my elbow. So, um, but yeah, I was looking for the knockout. See, I I don't know. I'm a little upset with the stoppage because you know I knock him out in the third for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I break him hands down. But hands down. They called it a doctor stoppage, but that wasn't true, man. Like he never got himself up off the stool onto the stool. You know, he quit. Uh, so saying it's a doctor stoppage makes it look like you know he could have kept fighting but but yeah he quit man and and really they kind of stole that knockout from me you know that's bullshit that sucks man. like the whole the whole game plan was just to to beat his ass for you know a round and a half two rounds and then finish him and break him you know and i did break him but they acted like the doctor stopped it instead of you know instead of me breaking him do you think you'd ever see that fight again against him or no? Or not no. a chance? Because I was no, saying, no you, you manhandled him that entire fight. Yeah. No, he did some good – he landed some good shots, though, a couple times. I stayed out of the way of most of them. But, man, he he threw a couple shots, and they – I made him miss, but they sounded like a jet coming by my head, man. It was crazy. I was <laughs> like, holy shit, I do not want to get hit with that. He's probably thinking the same thing until it was too late. Yeah, he threw some heat, man. We were some of those, ex, a couple of those exchanges. That was like fucking heavy artillery, man. Like that, high level exchanges. That's that was kind of my next question. It, when you guys start a fight, do you guys try to go, you know, 
guys try to kill each other? You do you try to pace yourself? Um, just depends, but you you gotta you gotta kind of figure it out because you can't go crazy. Like when I dropped him right off the bat, right? Mm-hmm. I kind of threw three big shots, and I was like telling myself, "I'm like, you get over there and you just unload on his ass and beat his ass." Well. I threw like three big shots and kind of hit him, but he was defending himself. So I'm like, all right, well, it's only a minute into the fight. Let's, let's just, uh, cause I knew we'd have the advantage grappling and I knew it'd make him a lot more tired. So I'm like, all right, well, let's just, let's put some weight on him for a little bit and make him tired. And then I'll look for the knockout again later. So you got to kind of figure it out as you go. You can't burn up all your gasoline in the first minute or it's going to be a long night. Exactly. Especially, especially in like, the UFC, man, it's just you would think that, in a sense, that it'd be longer of fights, but for three rounds they fly by, and for you guys, shit, it flies by if you're if it flies by if you're in the crowd. Exactly, fly by if you're <laughs> out there <laughs> swinging as hard as you can, but or if you're I mean, losing. Man, that's why I give you guys nothing but credit because <laughs> you guys are fucking workhorses out there, and it's like you guys make it look easy when us, you know, fucking random Joe Schmoes hop in the ring, we get fucking whooped. You know, yeah. <laughs> we won last one round in there. So that's why I give you yeah. nothing but credit, man. It's, that's a tough job. No, those big, like those big exchanges where we're throwing, you know, eight, nine, ten punches and as hard as we can, those, those take a lot out of your energy meter, man. It, and, and the wrestling too, the wrestling's hard on you wrestling and then throwing as hard as you can are both, uh, they, they take a lot of energy. Now. This might come off as a dumb question, right? And it's all right if it does. But okay. um, do you ever hear the term, like, it's better fighting mad or if it's better fighting, like, when you're calmed down? Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I've heard that. Um, I don't think it's better to fight mad. You just got to be kind of uh, – you got to be mentally sharp, but you got to be physically kind of relaxed, you know? You can't be tense or your muscles, you know, they burn up energy a lot quicker. It's kind of like uh, you guys are both come from hockey. It's like when they say squeezing the stick in hockey. Yep. Same yeah. sort of thing. So you're you're not as when you're tense and tight. You're not as crisp. You're not as fast, and your body's not as efficient. So you just got to be mentally sharp, but physically tight and relaxed. You know, you can't fight mad because then you make dumb mistakes. I've I fight mad every now and then, like against Nick Lentz. He hit me a couple times. I got mad, and it just doesn't turn out well. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's – I'd rather ask a professional fighter instead of some random schmuck, you know. But So what's next for you then after this fight? Do you have anything, you know, hopefully lined up down the road, or is this just kind of all rehab right now for you? Uh, Did you say how's rehab? No, yeah, so I was going to say – do you have anything lined up fight-wise next oh. or right now is it kind of like all rehab for you? Uh, just rehab. They probably need to – I'll have to be released from my hand and stuff first. Um, my hand's pretty beat up, but I, I kind of came on vacation and they couldn't find me a doctor here. Um, so I'm waiting until I get back to Knoxville on uh, on Monday. I'm going to see my hand doctor and see the – the damage to my hand, but it's kind of healing up fast. So I think maybe it's either a boxer's fracture or just a bunch of bruising. Um, so I think structurally it's all right. So after I'm released, then we'll start talking about fights, but I'm sure they'll want to get me back in there quick. Hey man, I, I hope to see you back in the ring soon. I'll tell you that much. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, I like to, like to keep it exciting. You're damn. I'll tell you, man. Dude, you are very good at keeping it exciting. I'll tell you that much. You had me almost <laughs> fucking jumping through my TV at home. So I know everybody liked that one, man. That was good. I needed that one, you know, because, um, you know, I'm capable of putting on those fights, but you know, you you kind of you have to be careful because you need to always win. Because in the lightweight division, if you lose a fight, it sets you back so much. But it's hard when you fight, when you keep the fights exciting like that, you take risks, you know. You kind of like live by the sword, die by the sword. Like he he put me on my wallet one time, which <clears throat> it didn't really hurt me. I, I was kind of throwing like a lead uppercut, so I don't know if I was off balance and he kind of caught me in the middle. But, I mean, he did hit me right on the chin. Um and I popped right back up, but I mean, that's the thing. Like if you're to keep it exciting, you got to kind of, you know, you're playing with fire in there. No, absolutely. I mean, I guess my last question for you is, do you have a specific fight that you want? Um, no, I, I, t- I kind of said that I wanted the winner of Guida and Miller there. Cause they're both kind of hall of famers, but. I don't necessarily know where uh, Miller's ranked since he won, but, um, you know, I I don't know. I, I'm sure I'll get – I just want a top 20, top 15 opponent. I'm sure I'll get one. I hope you do, man. You deserve it. <laughs> Thanks. Everybody's, everybody's real good. That's the only problem. <laughs> yeah, man, but that's like in any other professional business. It's all about competing, you know what I mean? You got yeah. one guy behind you that can do the same job. You just got to fight harder for it. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. So, I mean, man, I hope you do well, Scott. Um, Teach, you got anything else, brother? Because I'm just shooting shit out. No, nah, no, nah, you're good. Scott, I just uh, thank you again for taking the time to, to hang out with Landon. He uh, mm-hmm. non nonstop talking about you. He came home and took his WWE wrestlers, and he made you one guy, and you were fighting <laughs> Robbie Lawler as the other guy. Just yeah, so. I would have definitely won <laughs> if he fought like he fought the other night, but cool. But yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah. Sorry, I had I to make you guys wait so long. Well. I've had to... Oh man, uh, you're good. He 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 was loving it, just hanging out with the fighters coming yeah. in. Now they were talking to him. So good, good. It, it, I'm it glad you guys had a good time, man. I'm glad I got to come up to New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was awesome. But... All yeah, right, man, boys. Thanks again, Scott. Good we time, appreciate man. it. Good talking to you. You too, man. Good luck. All right, yep. bye. Yep. See you, Scott. Well, that's a surprise. I'll tell you that much. Holy shit. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, yeah. Scott Holtzman, current UFC fighter. Um, who? Bro, who the fuck? My boy. What was that <laughs> guy's name that he just fought? Yeah, Don say that. June I, Ma. I swear to God. That, and that, I, when, when Scott tells you he can throw, if, like, if, he if, can if fucking throw. If anyone throw. listens that to guy, us and watches UFC and watch Scott Ah, oh, for sure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, with us we have Joe Gambarella. Joe, I'm sorry, I'm garbage at saying last name, so you can chew my ear off anytime you want about that. But uh, right now he's a current player in the Edmonton Oilers system, playing for the Baker uh, Condors. Joe, how are you? I'm doing well, guys. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for coming on, man. No worries. Thanks so, for having yeah, me. Yeah, no, my pleasure. I'm a left-handed shooter. Uh, I found out you were a left-handed shooter, and I was like, dude, I got to talk to him right off the bat. Uh, so you signed with Edmonton <laughs> undrafted, correct? 
Correct. I signed out of college my senior year. Like, how did you go from? Like, don't get me wrong. Your your career has been nothing but phenomenal. I've been looking up your stats, and you played at U UMass Lowell, correct? Yes, UMass Lowell up in uh, Massachusetts. And, and what was that journey like, going right from college to being an undrafted player? Uh, yeah, well, you go from playing four years in college, being undrafted, thinking that you're going to have to start handing out your resume to a bunch of organizations and corporations uh, all over the U.S. pretty much. And then just when you least expect it, you get a contract offer from an NHL team. And uh, who's going to who's gonna turn that down? You know, that, that's my dream. And I'm very fortunate and blessed enough that I get to live out my dream every single day. That's funny, too, because you're going to school – well, you were going to school for business major or – Yes, I was a uh, business management and marketing. And now you're playing uh, for an NHL team, AHL team. I, that that's that's insane. It's literally insane. So, Sick. I mean, playing in when you were coming to play for a University of Mass, right? Um, your first season. How did that go for you, being a freshman? Awesome. Fucking awesome anchor, dude! What nice. The I'll, fuck I'll, is uh, up with this anchor app? Right I'll tell you what, man. And now, and the worst part is, I can only hear you from like I, the earpiece. It's a joke. It's a joke. So, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Really, it's a great time. So, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, man. What it's a show. Anchor. Hopefully we get him back on here. You're flopping. Hey, guys. Sorry I lost you. Yeah, no, you know what? It was probably Anchor. There because we go. Anchor sucks ass, but we, we won't right. say that anymore. Um, um, so, yeah, I mean, coming from, you know, <laughs> a freshman year in college, how did that freshman year, you know, transition to your last year of college? I mean, you had – I'm trying to see right now. You had 38 games played and 30 points. Or I'm sorry, you had 41 games played, and uh, I mean, I'm not trying to throw you on the bus here, right? But you had 10 points your freshman year, and then from yeah. your, your your senior year, you go from 41 games to 52 points. Like that's a huge jump. What? I I think the biggest thing is honestly confidence. Um, I was very fortunate and blessed enough to have the coaching staff that I did at UMass Lowell, and the training staff as well. Devin McConnell actually just signed with the New Jersey Devils uh, strength and conditioning reconditioning program. So congratulations to him. Um, but everyone there just was available to you 24-7 just so you guys had the possible chance to get better every day and succeed. And they made you feel confident. They made you feel that you were valued each and every day. And I think that was a huge part to be recognized that you were a valued player and they were giving you every opportunity possible to succeed. And it's a matter of what you did with it. And every day I felt more and more confident going to the rink and I wanted to be there. And those are the days that I got better. And um, I'm lucky enough to have the career that I did, but that doesn't come without the teammates and players and line mates that I had over the years. I've had the privilege and honor of playing with some unbelievable players that still play around today. CJ Smith, that's part of the Buffalo Sabres organization, John Edward, who's part of the New Jersey Devils organization. Uh, Michael Kaplan, who just signed with the Toronto Maple Leafs organization. Uh, Dylan Zink, Evan Campbell, both unbelievable uh, defensemen and forwards. Adam Chappie, you know, the list goes on and on of the, the amount of great guys that I played with. I remember playing with 
Derek Arnold and Ryan McGrath my freshman year when one was a senior and one was a sophomore, and they made me feel really right at home. And I think that's a testament to the culture that Coach Norm Bazin built at Lowell. He's a, he's a blue-collar kind of guy, and that's how he runs the team. And uh, from day one, we were a family until the day I left, and now I'm part, proud to be a part of an alumni. That's I mean, I, I feel like for anyone that does li- or listens to this is they should understand that the biggest thing in hockey is a brotherhood, right? It's kind of you have everyone's back, no matter if you're the weakest link on the team from even the water boy, you're going to protect each other. And the fact that your coaching staff embraced that, and at a, especially at, at freshman year, you kind of have to like kind of – how do we say it? Um TJ, help me out with a word here. What did you always say in juniors? You'd always, you know, buy into the system. It's basically yeah, you, like you, uh, you believe it. You believe in the process. Uh, yeah, process. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny to actually a professional athlete say that because you try preaching that to kids that are, you know, 16 to 18 years old and they look at you like you're crazy. But now look at yeah. you. You're playing for a professional organization and you love what you do. I don't know, man. I, I completely believe no, it. No, it, it, it is, man. It's a, it's a blessing. Like, and that's our coach believed in that. You know, our strength and conditioning coach believed on getting 1% better every day. And that's a quote that I took with me and I use in my company that I have. And Coach Norm Bazin came up with the quote, trust in the process. And, you know, the, all that stuff has stuck with me from day one of freshman year all the way through my life now because it wasn't just, you know, hockey goals that he was trying to teach us. He was trying to give us lifelong goals because – Obviously, not everyone's fortunate enough to play a professional sport, so you got to take life goals away with you as well and life lessons, and those, I think, are the two biggest ones that I learned throughout my whole career so far. So, Joe, I, I guess my next question would be after how many years you've been playing hockey, playing you know, college hockey, playing in the USHL, playing actually for the New Jersey Rockets on top of that, did you ever think you'd be re-signing a contract for a two-year extension? Uh, no, I didn't, honestly. I just... Waking up every day is a, like I said, is a blessing in itself to be able to play the sport that I love. And I now I always wanted to take full advantage of it and never take it for granted. And um, when that con, when that contract offering came, I didn't hesitate to think twice. I knew I wanted to be with Edmonton again. I love the organization. I love the direction that it's heading. Um, we recently hired new management, new staff, and everything. And everyone's really excited for the upcoming season. And uh, whether I'm fortunate enough to play in Edmonton or back in Bakersfield, either way, I still get to wake up and play and live out my dream every single day, which, you know, I tell people all the time that uh, I love what I do because I get to do what I love. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. Please, please ask questions. I'm sorry. I have, I have a ton. I mean, no, nah, you're good. I, I just want to know like your journey is over to Flemington. You're, you're doing a, uh, a summer camp right now. How's that going? Oh, uh, awesome. I actually, so the summer camp in Flemington went from last Monday to Friday. Yep. Um, the staff was unbelievable over at the arena. I think the setup that they have is incredible. Uh, the kids were awesome. They showed up every day with a willingness to get better. My uh, my staff, along with myself, Coach uh, Coach Lenny, Coach Anthony Yerkins, uh, Coach Justin Prue, Coach Alex Router, Anthony Calfieri, all guys that uh, in my in the company that play college hockey, whether D1 or D3. Uh, uh, coach Lenny plays in the East Coast Hockey League. So, you know, I try to bring all these professional guys and college guys around just to show these kids that, it is possible to live out your dream. You just got to be willing enough to put the work in every day. And I think the kids take a real liking to it, honestly. And uh, they take full advantage of it. They're always asking us questions. They're always asking us how we got to where we are or what it took and what we did outside the ring. Because at the end of the day, we're only with them for six, seven hours a day. And Mm -hmm. in reality, there's still another 
16 hours left when they're on their own. Yeah. So, uh, honestly, and it's a blessing. And now I'm back in my home rink and ProTech running another camp. This is something that, uh, that we do for about six to seven weeks out of the summer. That's awesome. That's basically giving back to your community in a sense because, like, you know, your parents probably drove you to every practice. You know, they probably had to miss work to take you to practice and games. But now it's kind of one of those things that you made it to where you want to be. And it's like you look back on it, it's like, you know, thank you for everything. And I don't know, man, without parents, you wouldn't be able to do a lot of things. So it's kind of no, like 100, you're... 1 million percent, man. And I come from a family of uh, two brothers. So there's three of us and all three of us played hockey at one point. And the amount of traveling that my parents did and all the sacrifices, hotels, gas, money, food, restaurants, equipment, tuition, Catholic high school, like the list goes on and on. And you know, now once did they ever complain about getting up at four thirty in the morning to take us to that five five thirty game uh, down the road from the house at our hometown rink? Now once did they complain about getting home work uh, home from work late and then taking us to the rink? All that stuff is stuff that we never forget, and that's something that I'll never forget. I'm truly the most blessed person in the world to have the parents and family that I do, and now uh, giving back to these kids, we didn't have the availability to have something like this or an opportunity like this growing up, and that's when I said, you know, like it's. Nobody around the tri-state area does it, and uh, we started this a couple of years ago. We're on our third year, and it's everything's going really well, and more and more arenas are reaching out to help us, and I'm just really happy that kids are buying into it. Like you said, they're, they're buying into what we're preaching to them, and they're really getting a kick out of it because at the end of the day, if you're not putting a smile on your face, then we're doing something wrong. Yeah, exactly, man, and that's the biggest thing. And I guess um, my next and my last question for you, Joe, is, you know, being in the farm system is obviously exciting, especially for a new player. But since you've been playing, you had a couple games, obviously, in the A. What's your next level? Like, what do you per, what do you do to prepare yourself on and off the ice to get to the NHL? Uh, the way I see it is, one, I have an unbelievable support system. Uh, from my newly fiancé all the way down to my family, my parents, my brothers, my friends, my trainers. That's number one. Without, a, without an unbelievable support system, you, you really can't go anywhere. You need people that believe in you, but more so you need to believe in yourself as well. So that, that's first and foremost. And the second thing is pretty much doing the same thing that I've done every single day. You know, I wake up, I was never the most talented kid. I was never the most skilled, but I always had this work ethic instilled in me that I'm going to wake up and I'm going to outwork every single player on the ice. And I think I get that from my dad, to be honest. He uh, was a bodybuilder growing up. He played every sport except hockey. Uh, was Mr. Brooklyn for like three years in a row. And he instilled like, you know, I can't teach you talent, Joe, but I could, you know, there's something that you have that nobody will ever be able to take away, and that's your work ethic. And to me, I take pride in that. I want to be able to wake up every day and take it, take it to the max every single day. I want to be able to get back from a shift and say, I was the hardest worker out there. I got to go back out there and do it again. And uh, I wake up every day. I'm in the gym by 5 o'clock. I'm training for two hours. I'll go back, I'll eat breakfast, and I'll go to the rink, run my camps for the morning sessions. I'll skate myself two, three times a week with a couple of guys that are around the area from pros in college. And then uh, and then that's my day, really. And I'm making sure I'm putting all the proper food and nutrition in my body thanks to my trainers. That's awesome, man. So no matter what, your, your goal is to make to the NHL, and you're obviously taking the right steps to do that. So... Man, I hope I see you in an Edmonton Oilers. I, I can, I can, I can tell you, I can tell you one thing. You know, Joe, I'm I'm from Philadelphia, growing up a Flyers fan. But I, I tell you, 
you got a fan of me now, man. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't thank you guys enough. It, uh, <laughs> it really, it really, it means a lot to me to have such great support. But at the end of, like, at the end of the day, you, you can't go anywhere without an unbelievable support system. And you know, to me, I'm nobody without the guys that are in my corner, family, friends, absolutely, teammates, everybody. You know, it's this is not a one man sport. It's uh, it's a brotherhood, like you guys mentioned. At the end of the day, we're away nine, ten months out of the year. You're not with your family. That's one. You're not with like people that you grew up with on a daily basis. So you got to be able to take these people in like they're your family because at the end of the day, they are. These yeah. are people you're spending Christmases, you're spending Thanksgiving, you're spending New Year's with on a on a regular basis. You know, they become your family. Yep, exactly, man. And, and as hockey players, we understand that. But for a lot of outsiders, they're probably like, you know, why are you guys always at the rink? Why why are you guys being rink rats? It's you just don't get it. And, and no. but. Honestly, Joe, I wish you nothing but the best, brother. Like I said, I hope I see you in an Oilers jersey full-time soon. Um, but you got to keep us posted on top of that. So, Absolutely, guys, man. I, I 100% will. I really appreciate you guys taking the time to speak to me today, and I really, say, I really appreciate all the support and faith that you guys have in me, and I'm going to keep working my butt off to make that dream of being a full-time Oiler happen. Awesome. Thanks, Joe. We appreciate it. Hope to see you, man. Absolutely, Good guys. To you, Joey. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. You too. Man. You too. Bye-bye. So for everyone that doesn't know, um, that was the guy that I butchered earlier. Uh, <laughs> Gambar- Gambardella. Gambardella. Remember that. Gambardella. Okay. Joe Gambardella. Wow. I fucking should have said it like that 37 times. But uh, yeah, you know what? It- it's nice to hear once again another player that has really came from just the work ethic and he even said Some, something he made him something from nothing yeah, man literally he, he really did he told he told us flat out you know he's not the most skilled player but at the same time his dad basically put it you know not brainwash him but put it into him like you're gonna work hard for what you want and absolutely you hear it in his voice man so for all the young you know players out there that do listen to our podcast and like don't think that you have it you do have it you just gotta want it you gotta want it more than the next guy, and I- it's it's like we said all along, man. It's like you can't you can't hear the naysayers. Yep. Do do what you're capable of and go above and beyond, man. That's that's really what it is. My biggest thing is you as yourself know how far you can push yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's like until you know you're about to black out, and you know what I mean, like you're about to fucking drop over dead push yourself stop being a little pussy half the time and just like i'm sorry man like that's one thing that pisses me off seeing young kids anymore that they make excuses to not do something oh for sure for sure why why are you cutting yourself short when you know damn well you can do it you're just being lazy and choose not to do it because it's a fucking era of kids these days man I, i i don't know how many times i gotta say it like they're fucking soft. They're entitled. Like, get off your fucking ass and fucking work hard like our generation did. It's it's the bottom line. Yep. It's literally what I'm saying. But at the same time, it's like you don't get that anymore. It's I no. Even coaching. I see like I see it in a couple of my kids that I coach. And can I can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. Can I just want to give a huge congratulations to my boy Mike for <laughs> Being named the U16 head coach at 100 and Bears in the NJYHL. That I just, it's awesome. Thank man. you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a great time going through all the background checks. Good thing I didn't get Yeah, pro. no shit. Like, fuck. Hey, as long as there's no gloves or fingers going up my ass, we're good. I'll take the job. 
I don't, I, I, it's, it's so much like, and that's another thing. Like, thanks to all the fucking assholes in the world that you got to take all these fucking background checks. Like, Oh yeah. I, yeah I, it's it's good. It's good. That. It's, it's good in a way. I agree with it, but it's also, I disagree with it because it's like, like, it's just fucking annoying. It, it, it's, it's fucking more annoying, annoying thing because, it, yeah. Well, you know, because, hold on. Walking away there. All right, we're back here. Okay. Um, so, Mike, I'm like 10 minutes from your house, just so you know. Oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. Sick. <laughs> just letting you know. All right, words. So, we're about to have like a fucking groupie session here. With it. But, but go ahead, proceed about this background check. Well, it's, it's just cracks me up because, I don't know, like, yeah, how long is it? Oh, I guess it does take a while to do a background check, but the thing that but irritated the, like, me yeah was we had to do a background check like two or like literally a week before our first games it's like oh by the way you guys have to do background checks before you can be on the bench this weekend it's like oh thanks but 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 you know what aggravates me what that aggravates you and you know what aggravates me we literally just got done in march the end of march for junior hockey yep what could go on between march and fucking july well I, there's a lot that can go what? on, but like, but like, come on. I, uh, I mean, hmm, a lot could happen. I literally just had, I, I did all these clearances, like Safe Sport. Literally, it takes two years. I just had the fucking re. I did do two other things for Safe Sport. Like, uh, can I just, I, can I just say, I literally, I literally put my fucking phone down when the YouTube videos are on and just fucking go through tests. I don't even read anything. Hold on, hold on, wait, let's see. Still a few things outstanding. If you still need to complete some certifications, please do them ASAP. Hey, man, mine's all up to date apparently, so I'm good now. That oh, you just got you just got the email now. Yeah, I got it, but I just started reading it. I, I'm one of those guys. I'll I'll see a notification for an email. I'll see the name, and I'll be like, nah, I'll get to it. Yeah, like just annoying oh yeah dude you have to be cleared by thursday in order to coach this weekend yeah it's like oh okay i get it they're doing the right thing i appreciate they're doing the right thing but it's like oh come on oh man you know what sucks my buddy uh joey malfetta just messaged me on um instagram he goes yo ask joe about me we played juniors together for two years with the rockets he's a great dude so no shit that's awesome my bad said the other joey he, he was asking about you, so. But I'll tell you right now, um, the kid that messaged me, Joey Malfetta. Oh, let me tell you about yep. him. This kid is, put it this way, a legend. Know, a legend. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like this kid, so he cracks me up because he reminds me of a like he looks like a character from Baywatch. Like, <laughs> just this kid sounds so bad, just like chiseled out, fucking tan and whatnot, right? Yeah. Like, he looks like a Guido kind of, but nicest guy in the world one of the sickest hockey players I played with. And uh, he's just a fucking character. But, like, we were up in Montreal together, man. And this motherfucker was so fucking drunk. Uh, There's stories up there I know for a fact I can't say on Anchor that I'll just tell you later tonight that we'll talk about. Oh, yeah. Speaking of of stories like that, I get like I was talking to my buddy uh, Steve Yangling, his his boys. You remember Gavin and Brendan that played for us in Maryland? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was talking to him, and uh, he, we were talking about it, like the stories we he he heard about the he was been listening to the podcast, so it's like he's like, dude, awesome story about Eli and everything, and he's 
It's like the stories that we have that we just can't say. Yeah, and that's the issue. <laughs> just can't. If I, a, it just you just can't. There say. are so many good stories that I do have just from like even growing up with some of the fucking hooligans I was around, man. Like, yeah, I grew up. Around oh, there's there's plenty of stories. There's plenty of stories, and Yang knows all the stories. He 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 was there <laughs> during the tournament for fucking narch and tours and shit like that. Like, it's just. You just you just can't say. But I just also want to say, give them a shout out for his boys. Both of his boys signed with the Philadelphia Revolution EHL team. Uh, yeah, good job, guys. <laughs> oh wait, wait, never mind. Oh, they're not even there. Forgot about that. No, it's good. They're they're with the team Maryland. Our uh, the Maryland organization, the the Black Bears own the organization now. So it's they they they're gonna do good things. Both the boys are gonna do good things with the Rev with with Roger and Canali. Yeah, you know what though, Canali's do Canali's always been on top of that shit though. Like Canale, yeah. if you guys, I'll tell you right now, if you ever want to go to a good like rant, like a very good rant organization, the Rev do a very good job. Oh, Canali's a legend. And He's just a man. Canali, I have nothing but respect for that guy, just because. The oh, fact me that too. He's just one of those guys that like he'll tell you to fuck off when you need it. And he'll tell. Yeah. He'll also give you a shoulder to like comfort you when you fucking need it. You know what I mean? Like if you play, oh, absolutely, if you yeah. play. Like he's all about the goalies. He's been a goaltending coach for umpteen years, but uh, he's one of those guys that he'll bring in six different goalies for one spot, and you know what I mean? Like it's a battle for that one spot. Like you got to think about it. Like the one spot was really contested with Caden Primo, and now he's signed with Montreal Canadiens. Like yep. so, he knows what he's doing, and. My thing is with Canali is if you guys ever even want to get to a triple A program to work your way up into juniors, the Revs are a very good organization just because I worked with them hand on hand and I'm not trying just to be like, oh, go revolution. Like I work for other junior teams, but they're very well organized. They're well ran. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree. But I don't know, man. I mean, we just been. Like, we haven't really had, like, time to even do a podcast. We've been so busy. No, I know. But now we have – we got a bunch of guests coming up, you know, so – That's going to be nice. Yeah, it's going to be good. We got a lot of content coming up with, you know, pro pro hockey players as well. We have guys that are – have a guy that's uh, training in Jersey right now that's training players like Joachim Ryan and – Kevin LeBanc as well, and he's he's going to try, and he said he's going to get one of those guys on here with us as well. So that should be sick. We have uh, – I sent you the thing with Jimmy Vavona that played in the old RHI that's in the hockey news right now. He he wants to come on. That that they, He'll talk forever. Like, we won't even have to say a word. He'll just talk forever. That's fine. That would be he's like – He's a huge – he's a huge Wayne Gretzky guy. He wears number 99. He, he, he knows Wayne himself. It's just he, – Jimmy – Jimmy's the guy that, you know, when we played against each other, like you didn't want to fuck with Jimmy because he was like that badass New York guy. Yeah. With the, you know, with the attitude and like me, I was a young guy and he slashed me and I fucking slash his shit. I slashed him so fucking hard back and he'll tell you, and I'll bring that up on the podcast. I gained his respect when I did that to him. Just, just for the fact, because I was a young guy, but it was it, the guy. The guy's a legend, just a legend. His son right now is actually huge in the tennis, like huge. He's like ranked in the fucking country. That's sick. I, and I think I think he's only like eleven or twelve. That's that's insane. 
Yeah. So, um, I guess my question would be, is we going to, you want me to spit out John's new line for you? His what? John, uh, if for people that don't know, um, everyone, we, Goodwood has been our sponsor since, you know, day one. Um, but along with Goodwood comes John Chiavo and with John Chiavo, he just actually released a new shirt and it's basically a new design and it's a new movement called wreck the game. And sick. it's sick Is it though, wreck? because did you, say, did you say wreck the game? Rep R E P oh, wreck okay. the game. And okay. I'm going to read you just the brief, uh, the brief description. Um, Goodwood hockey started with creating hockey inspired apparel and accessories and that, Adventure has led us to so much more. Giving back has always been the backbone of our mission. We are always looking for more ways to positively impact the hockey community. Goodwood Hockey is dedicated to growing the game of hockey in all its forms with the highest of energy, ethics, and greatest of intentions. uh, We proudly work to unite the game um, all around the world by providing education camps and clinics, free equipment, and uh, connections that benefit each location that we work with. Sorry, I really can't read today. Um, you can help us too, because every purchase that you make from Goodwood hockey helps us grow the game. So the biggest thing is if you guys want to look into this line, go to goodwoodhockey.com. Um, if you guys want to talk to Kelly or anyone personally, reach out to them. Um, they do have an about page. They do have a page that's only for, um, John Chiavo. Um, so if you guys have any questions, you know, shoot us a message on Instagram. If not go to goodwoodhockey.com. Show them some love. And they also do have an Instagram. It's just simply Goodwood Hockey. Um, but, yeah, we love their um, their merchandise. We always have. They're extremely comfy. And oh the biggest God, thing yeah. is just what they do. And, like, what what I just read to you flat out tells you that. Kelly. And Kelly's a beauty. Kelly flat out is a beauty. Say. But I just love She's that awesome. they do have a mission every single time when they create a line. They're not there just for the money. They're there to bring people together for one, you know, one sport. And I think that's fucking awesome. Like, excuse my language. I just think that's awesome. So yeah, again, go to Goodwood Hockey, show some love. If you guys have any questions, let us know. Um, Yeah. And then on top of that, can't forget about my boys at Bear Beards because let's be honest, Vinny Barantino and Eddie Barantino, the brothers, um, they started out Bear Beards, I would say uh, a couple years ago. Um, But now they've slowly been getting bigger and bigger. Um, I can't really say from the help from us, maybe, but I doubt it, but I will say that they have an awesome line of beard products from oils, bombs. Um, they have chapstick, they have hats, they have t-shirts, they have combs. So if you guys want to check out any of their merchandise or any type of their products, go to Etsy.com, E-T-S-Y.com, um, type in bear beards. Everything will pop up from what you guys need. Um, if you guys want to talk to them personally, go to their Facebook page on B-A-R-E, Beards, and then show them some love. And then if you guys go to Etsy.com, you guys decide to purchase something, use our promo code GONGSHOW10 to get 10% off your entire order. Um, but other than that, geez, this is all you, brother. Yeah, can't forget AT8 Hockey. AT8 Hockey, probably, uh, I, I tell you, one of the best sticks I've used ever, like light as anything. Um Mike and I are actually using them right now as we uh, speak. We'll be on the ice with them tonight. Yep. Uh, very light, very durable sticks. I used them on ice and inline. Um, go check them out at AT8 Hockey on Instagram. 
and Facebook. They have uh, merchandise, gloves, and sticks. Uh, their new line is out right now. Um, go check them out. Give them a follow. Give them a message. Uh, tell them we sent you. Also, can't forget about Rink Rat Hockey. Go check out Rink Rat Hockey on Instagram and Facebook. Best wheel in the game right now. They sent us and provided us wheels for the summer uh, before I uh, tore my meniscus. <laughs> so, Stretching in my car. Uh, yeah, fuck. Literally. But, uh, yeah, but go uh, <laughs> go, ch- go check them out uh, at Rink Rat Hockey. Uh, their promo code is uh, Dusty Dimes. For if you want to buy some uh, wheels from them, they'll give you it's a discount on that. Also, I uh, can't forget about uh, Dangle Productions supplying us with uh, our own set of jerseys. They're in production right now. The guy Jake actually just messaged me this morning and said they should be done within 10 to 11 days. So we'll, we'll see about that. Uh, hopefully they get to us sooner, sooner than that. But the jerseys are sick and uh, go check them out on Instagram. As well at Danko Productions, but uh, other than that, Mike, I have nothing else. I'm literally right down the road from you, so I'll uh, I'll see you in a little bit. All right, guys. Other than that, stay dusty. <laughs> stay dusty.